0: everybody. It's that dreaded day of the week, Monday. I had a great weekend. I hope everybody else did too. Um, Today's podcast is going to be a very scientific podcast. So we're going to have to put our thinking caps on. It's going to be hard to follow what it is I'm talking about. So you may want to take notes and get yourself prepared for the massive amount of knowledge that's going to be coming your way. Because today we're going to talk about the red and white bobber. That's correct. A device used for fishing. And this device can be used in saw all sorts of different fishing applications me and we're going to review some of those applications today so I'm a I'm a big uh I'm a big fan of fishing I absolutely love it I've loved it ever since I was a kid and I think it has a lot to do with my love for the outdoors and, and my love of fresh air for the most part I got my fishing start when I was uh a young lad um my parents bought a, a sailboat and uh, we used to dock it in Bayfield, Ontario, right on Lake Huron. We would spend most of the summer up there. Of course, my mom was a secretary at a Catholic school, and we would spend the summer up there because her and I had the you know the, the summer off for the most part. And uh, my dad worked for the government, so he would, um i think he he'd get like half the summer off i think he got quite a quite a bit in in holidays and uh so we would spend the whole summer up there um there was a uh, uh a pier so the, the you know the pier went out into lake huron a bit and, and off the end of that pier there was uh there used to be really good perch fishery so you know it would catch a bunch of perch and I'd sit out there all day, I'd try and catch salmon and, and, and steelhead in the spring and in the fall um, it was uh, it's pretty interesting really you know I can remember waiting on the weekend for uh, uh, the Fish in Canada show I think is what it was called. I just remember the jingle from it. no, I'm not going to sing it so so you're all good don't worry about that um and we went fishing this weekend the the, the campground that we went to this weekend had has uh has a pretty good fishery up there and and um it's a walleye and and pike so we we fished for those uh this weekend and a couple weeks ago last weekend i posted a couple pictures and that was a, a trout lake and a lake with burbot, which is basically freshwater cod. Well they you know you kind of need a boat to, to get out there and get them. And I'm not really interested in getting a boat right now or um So a lot of the times when I when I set up to do some fishing I know that there's all sorts of different you know lures and this and that and everything else but one of the things i do if it's legal in the area is i will set a bobber up with some live bait or frozen bait and drift that you know if you get a little bit of a of a wind and some waves and stuff like that i'll i'll drift that bait across and just try and get an inkling if there's any fish in the area um it's just a pretty standard, standard way of, of being able to, uh, you know, to get to get started when, you know, when you're trying to find out if there's any fish in the area. So, um, so one of the things that I like about fishing with the bobber is I think that it, in, especially when you're, you know, with kids or or with my wife. It kind of intensifies the the whole "I've got a bite" thing, you know. Like all of a sudden, your bobber's floating along, and then the bobber dips a bit. And if anybody, if if any of you have ever fished, you'll you'll know that you know this is this is a true thing because as you're watching these these bobbers, I mean, they're they're one of the less expensive ways to fish, really. You watch this bobber, and all of a sudden the bobber will dip. And now all of a sudden you're excited; the adrenaline's flowing, and and you know you're anticipating catching this fish. And, and the bobber sinks, and you try and set the hook, and, and uh, you know hopefully you're you're lucky enough to bring in a a fish that's that's edible, and you know or, or big enough to eat or whatever, and then and then you've you know you've got yourself a an excellent fresh dinner. But um, the bobber itself. It says here and I just I don't know I just grabbed the first uh, post that came up so I don't know how true it is but but I think it's pretty true um, so the Japanese used to use bobbers for they would recycle glass and they would use it and these would be in size from two inch to 20 inch spheres um, now they believe that they believe that the uh, Norwegians invented the bobber. I think it says 1840, but, you know, we all know that people way back in the day were, were using things to, you know, to, to show them that they were getting bites, right? Like I've been on the river fishing for steelhead. And let's say my float busted or something like that. And I've put a stick on. And all of a sudden the stick will twitch a certain way. And you know that there's a fish down there um, grabbing, you know, grabbing hold of your bait. Uh, They're made, cork and aluminum floats made their appearance in the market in the 1920s. So, you know, glass floats, plastic, cork. Um that's the main ones I think. They come in all different shapes and sizes, but I like to stick to the to the red and white ones because there's a there is a a certain contention between say float fishermen and ordinary fisher peoples that the float system which is generally a wood float or a cork-like float is much more sophisticated than the bobber and this is a way of of the float peoples distinguishing themselves from the bobber peoples and you know i have fished with all different you know types of people in my life i've been very very lucky with a bunch of the people that I've been able to fish with, and, and I can remember one fella I used to fish with. His name was uh, uh, Fitz Cooper, and um, him and I would get on the river, um, and him and I would would start fishing with these folks and stuff, and and he was pretty articulate. Like he was, um, he was a smart fella, and I can remember he would come up with all these different types of little inventions. He was a fire suppression uh installer and i can't remember i think he was a fourth or fifth term he's about the same depth in apprenticeship that i was uh and i mean this this guy was a great guy to to fish with but i can remember him and i having some pretty uh, funny conversations i mean we enjoyed each other's company quite a bit he was a really nice fellow and um i was thinking about him the other day how it'd be nice to get him up here and, and do some fishing with him but um I mean I haven't talked to the guy in twenty five years, so uh, I'm sure he's he's uh you know, he's probably long gone forgotten uh about me. But um he uh he, he, and I just I don't remember exactly what we talked about, but I can remember us having these physical, or um these conversations on the on the riverbank and, and uh I'm not sure that they made any sense, but they seemed to make sense to us at the time, so it worked out pretty good. But He was an excellent, excellent, excellent fishing buddy. Uh, Very calm and collective. And I caught way more fish than he did. So he was excellent to have along because he never outfished me. And uh, I always felt good at the end of the day. He always felt not as good as I did because I could always rub in the fact that I caught the first fish and the biggest fish and stuff like that. So he's excellent, excellent fishing partner. So if you can get yourself a fishing partner, that you catch more fish then, then you're made in the shade. See, my wife has been out fishing me. Um, now, I like to claim that I'm just the fishing guide when I'm, when I'm fishing with my wife to make sure that she's set up properly to catch more fish. But um, she's a little more aggressive than I am when it comes to the fishing. And she wants to catch more fish. I enjoy watching her catch fish because it's it's like watching my daughters when they used to catch fish and uh, uh, that's very very enjoyable for me so uh, it's actually not a a dig or anything it it makes it uh, very very enjoyable to go fishing with somebody who who is good you know my wife's good conversation and and she's very smart so she gives me all sorts of good information but she's fun to fish with so that's you know that's that's really really important um very very enjoyable and uh it, it really changes the day when you can go out fishing with somebody. That's why I love fishing with kids because, it's you know, they're, they're just all over the place, right? So they want to, um, you know, I mean, they, they're, you know, just bait my hook and catch fish and run around, and you know, eat dirt. and I've had, I've been fishing with kids that ate the bait. Uh, Jessica used to release the minnows. She'd become friends with them and then release the minnows. Back into the lake and expect them to come back and it it was one or two times fishing before i actually realized why our bait level was going down so low and i realized oh it's because jessica's actually releasing the minnows back into the water so so that that was kind of funny um now another person i used to fish with was uh, my cousin paul and we would go up to I just found out he got married this weekend and now when I was so this is this is just a little indication here about how um, how things can differ depending on on the how people look at certain things. So when I was really really young um my mom told me we we're going up to to Lynn and Lynn's cottage. So there my mom and Lynn were like best friends and uncle lan which he was cousin but i always called him uncle lan uh he was he was a great guy he was really really funny and uh so we would go up to their cottage in the summer and yeah we'd go water skiing and and we had a whole bunch of family on this lake i'm trying to think of the remember the name of the lake but i think it was uh yeah salmon lake it was salmon lake. So we would go up there, and they had a great bass fishery up there. And, we, you know, you'd catch smallmouth bass all day on worms and just, you know, catch-release, catch-release, catch-release. There's a couple spots you'd go and, and uh, just not stop. Like, you just you just hit them all day. You could fish right off the dock and, you know, right at my um, uh, land's dock and catch them all day. But Paul, yeah, so Paul just got married now – oh yeah this part of the story so when i was i'm just going to say six years old because i don't know uh paul came out and said that um that he was gay so i must have been a little bit older because i'd already been fishing with paul a bunch before that yeah i don't remember anyway it doesn't matter but i mean i had already been fishing so my mom told me that um you know, that, that Paul was gay and I was young. I didn't understand what gay was. So mom explained to me what gay was and we went up to the cottage and we went fishing and that was the end of that. So it didn't, my mom didn't put any emphasis on it. She didn't, um, you know, turn it into some great big thing or or anything like that. It's just, uh, that's about how much I remember, you know, Paul's gay. So that's what I remember about the conversation. And it bothered me just about as much then as as it does now. I mean, it just didn't, oh, okay, so whatever. And can we still go fishing? I'm thinking is probably what my question was. And of course the answer was yes. And of course we got up there. Now, Paul used to take me on dirt bike rides and um, he showed me how to run. I think they had like this old Honda Trail 90 this thing and and it was almost like uh i think you could almost put a license plate on it and we would take this down and now i had another cousin there kim um but i if paul wasn't there then kim would be nice enough to kind of entertain me a bit and i i needed a lot of entertainment because i was always on the go but um generally i think it was mostly paul but kim used to take me down to get minnows too but paul would take me down and we would get minnows set up and we would set the trap and all that sort of stuff Uh, we had a blast but paul taught me a lot of stuff about fishing and those guys paul and kim taught me how to row a boat they taught me how to canoe uh paul you know kind of taught me how to do water skiing and stuff so i found out that he i think he got married last weekend um and I don't think it was the same same guy he was with that I met like a hundred years ago, because I don't remember what the guy looked like. But I just thought that was really cool. I'm just really happy that he's happy. Um, like I said, he he really every time I think about Paul, I have a really, really good thought in my head. Like a nice heartwarming thought. So I'm really, really happy that that um that he's happy and that things are going well for him. But I'll tell you one thing about him. I saw a picture of him and I haven't seen them. Like I haven't, I don't even think I've seen Lynn since my transplant. No, maybe a little bit after my transplant. So that's been a lot of years. Um. They, uh, he doesn't look like he's aged. Like the guy looks like he's still, I don't know. 18. It's crazy. So that's pretty cool. But he was one of the, and, and I think this is important when, when we're, I'm, I'm a I'm a real big believer in the outdoors, and I I, I really think that, um, kids should spend more time in the outdoors than necessarily that than they should spend, when, they are, um, playing video games or whatever else, because I think that there's a lot for us to learn in the outdoors and even if it's not fishing it could be anything like um, if you are a hiker or you are a photographer or you are of course a hunter or um, maybe you are a long distance shooter or a short distance shooter or you're into archery uh, you're into painting like i've seen some people that um you know they they paint landscapes and stuff which i mean everybody knows that but i can't paint nor can i draw so that is something to me that is just amazing and and i think it's just somebody being able to do that is completely out of my scope it's completely out of my wheelhouse and so it amazes me when i see somebody uh who can paint a landscape picture and it just astounds me. Sometimes I just get lost in the art. So I think any of those things that involve taking a younger person outside are top-notch. I just think that that's, that's an, a fantastic idea. So, And I was very, very fortunate when I was younger because one of the people that spent a whack of time with me whenever I saw them was my cousin Paul. Now, another person that spent a... A ton of time with me outside who did a lot of stuff with me outside was my uncle joe now he was at the time a long time ago he was married to my aunt and of course my aunt Anne took me outside all the time too she's she's a fantastic aunt but um uh joe used to you know take me fishing i don't think joe really enjoyed fishing that much uh but he would take me regardless he was one of those people that would self-sacrifice and just do something for somebody um just because that was that was his type of a person same with Anne. Anne would do the same thing um and um, i don't know that she's a big fisher person but you know she took me regardless and i think when we make those um i think when we make those sacrifices and we take those young people out And we get them involved in, um, you know, fishing or or, or I'm just going to keep it at fishing. You know, it, it can be a little expensive, but you don't actually, in Alberta, you don't actually have to have a fishing license. If you're fishing with somebody, I believe, if you're fishing with somebody who's underage and you're just helping them fish. And there are lots of people out there that have little fishing rods or older fishing rods some hooks and some bobbers downstairs in their basement that they'd be more than happy to lend to so you can almost do it other than gas money you can almost do it for free and i'm just i'm just saying if you know you can put a worm on the hook or or you can stop and get some you know frozen minnows or something um you can go and pick the worms you know that's another fun thing because you know they're they're squirrely right so they're always squirming around and everything and kids love that you know it's just a great bonding experience. When I look back and I, I think about all those different fishing experiences that I've had and, and you know, the things that I've done fishing and the people that I've fished with, you know, there's a lot of good memories. Actually, now that I'm starting to think about it, a lot of those good memories are starting to come back. I don't know if those memories were there before. But, you know, talking with the, the old guys out on the, out on the pier and guys sharing information with me about how to fish and all that sort of thing. And my mom bringing out my lunch on the pier when I was fishing out on the pier, going up river, um, even you know after the salmon run, because the salmon die after they spawn. And we'd go up river and we'd check out all the salmon and some of the salmon would still have eggs in them. So we would grab some of the eggs and I didn't know what the heck to do with them back then. I do now, you know, you salt them and then you get them set up and then you can use them as bait, but I, I tie flies now if I'm gonna um, uh, uh, pretend to have eggs because some people will milk, they'll catch a female, they call it a hen, and they'll milk the hen a little bit. Um, now, sometimes you'll get some eggs that just actually fall out of the fish, but I don't like to do that. Um, if I have a, uh, If I have a hen, five a female on and i if i were to see one or two eggs start to come out i would immediately get that hook out of there and and get her back going whichever direction she was going right away but um you know it's it's uh it's just a great thing to to make memories with and my wife and i are making memories you know with the fishing and she loves going fishing i think there's a couple of us are going to go fishing on wednesday wednesday's a holiday this week so i just saw it you know we get a little bit off the beaten path and stuff because a lot of times, you know, when it comes to this transplant and stuff like that, we're, you know, we're looking at making memories. We wanna use our, our time the best that we can. Uh, you know, we're, we know that, that we're blessed to be here. Um, we know that we've we've gotten extra time for whatever reason. And uh, um, we, we're we in this situation and for all rights and purposes, you know, uh, in some cases, maybe we shouldn't be, we, we really, uh, cut the cut the hair pretty thin there. So this is one way to really get out there and, and make some memories with those people that we desperately want to make memories with so they remember when uh, when we're here, when we're not. So um, listen, get out there and, and, you know, maybe enjoy some fishing. I don't know, get yourself, a, you know, stop in at your local bait shop and grab a couple bobbers and ask your buddy at work. You know, he or she may may have some fish and stuff down below and and uh, and heck, they you know, they may even tell you a couple spots where you can go and and uh, and actually catch some fish and and. Um, you know, I will just put a different perspective on on your life and make some really, really good memories, but you're going to make some memories in a in a child that, you know, um, my daughters and my sons are all the same you know, they, they, or my daughters and my son, sorry, Tyler, uh, they were all the same, you know, they loved fishing. Uh, Tyler's caught some, some mammoth fish. So is, so is, uh, Jessica. I can remember. Yeah. Yeah. They've, you know, some really, really, really good memories of, of fishing and fishing with them. And, you know, when you go out there, yeah, you're busy and you're not really going to get a chance to fish, but you know, it's, it's so enjoyable that it doesn't doesn't really completely matter that much because you know you're you're really into to what's going on in, in the surrounding areas so listen everybody have a great week um, I did get back to jiu Jitsu but I'm gonna do that in a different podcast I wanted to concentrate on on fishing I've got another uh, jiu-jitsu training session tonight uh, maybe Wednesday Wednesday's a holiday so it might not be then Friday so I'm, I might do one at the end of the week after I get a couple classes in uh, thank you to my donor and thank you to everybody who's who's listening. in. I, I hope you're enjoying the podcast. And I hope you enjoy today's podcast because you know I love I love fishing and, and uh, I love getting out there and spending time with my loved ones and and uh, even if I am a guide, it's okay with me. Um, I get lots of warm hugs and kisses from from everybody who loves me after we go fishing. So it's uh, it's 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 an excellent um, it's excellent payment for being a guide a little bit of, you know, some smooches and, and some hugs and, and it just makes you feel good about yourself. So, so, uh, okay, everybody take care and, and, uh, and have a great day and we'll talk to you again soon. Okay. Bye-bye.